0: Hey, Pura Vida gente, estamos en otro podcast aquí en La Dosis Radio y hoy tenemos un invitado muy especial, al señor
1: Steve Kobushi de Wolves Out The Game. Yeah. Thank you, Steve, so much for being with us today, our second season of podcasts, uh, and we're super honored to have you here. We know that you're super busy, so we want, just wanted to start off, I think, thank you so much.
2: Oh, of course! Thanks for having me, guys. This is already one of the cooler podcasts I've done. Bilingual, (laughs) so it's awesome.
1: Go ahead, ahead multi-national. We love it. We love it. All right, Nelson. Go ahead. Let's let's get Steve rolling on our on our hot podcast action here. Ok, este,
0: bueno, primero que todo, como siempre, muchas gracias por tu tiempo, gracias por estar acá con nosotros, vamos a hacer un súper programa para que la gente conozca un poquito más a la persona detrás de Wolf at the Gate, que eso es lo que realmente todos queremos, siempre queremos conocer a, a la persona por dentro, ok? Eh, queremos saber primero cómo estuvo tu primer show en el Alive Music Festival el pasado julio, cómo te fue, cómo estuvo ese concierto, cómo estuvo todo?
1: So, first off, again, we want to say thank you so much for taking the time for the podcast. Uh, we've been huge Wolves at the Gate fans. Last year in our top 30 for 30, we had two of your tracks in there Stop the Bleeding and Peace and Starts the War, which are phenomenal. We already know there's going to be a, a, at least a couple for this year. So, thank you so much. Uh, and our goal of the podcast is for to hopefully create fans of of you and the band more so than outside of just the music. We saw that you just, that the last show you guys did was the Alive Music Festival this past July. How did that show go? Uh,
2: It was awesome. You know, uh, outdoor festivals are always interesting because uh, I personally prefer playing like in clubs, like indoors, Uh, just sonically. I feel like it's a very, yeah. And, and like, you know, at festivals, like, my feet are like at people's heads so it's just such a it's a little bit of a weird dynamic but it is cool because it's different so the show was fun it was fun for us to get to play um we played one of our covers actually before it came out we played our cover of breaking the habit by lincoln park oh, cool. uh, at that show uh so that was a lot of fun kind of seeing people's reaction in real time so that was that was pretty cool
1: very cool
0: Muy bien, muy bien. ¿Qué, qué ch-? Y es la verdad, yo creo que a la mayoría de los artistas les gusta los conciertos como en lugares pequeños porque también están más cerca de las personas que que llegan a verlos, okay Vamos ahora con esta segunda pregunta. Eh, ¿Cuál fue ese primer artista que escuchaste como niño que vos dijiste, mm, hay algo aquí que me gusta, yo creo que yo puedo seguir ese camino? ¿Cuál es ese artista que te inspiró por primera vez cuando eras un niño?
1: Ok, so when you were a child, right? You can go back there what was the first song or artist that you remember listening to where you were like oh my goodness I love music
2: man it's hard because I don't know it's hard for me to remember which one came first so I'll just list off a couple that I remember hearing that uh I felt like I was hearing music for the first time even though I'd okay. been listening my whole life um The first couple I can remember are Green Day, um, Led Zeppelin, wow, Nirvana, and uh, probably in like the more underground realm, it was a band called Blindside. Uh, I know I'm sure if I heard if it was Blindside or Pod, which one I heard first, but they were like around the same time. So those were like the all the bands from like kind of different genres that like i was kind of hearing them all in a very similar period of time i i heard led zeppelin and nirvana earlier um but that was more mainstream rock mm-hmm. those other bands were a little bit more underground uh so yeah but those were like those early bands that made me go like this is this is this what is. i want yeah this is yeah it. <laughs> y,
0: y, y después de haber escuchado esos grupos Qué momento tú dijiste, "Okay, voy a prove- quiero ser cantante o puede ser que hayas decidido quiero tocar batería, guitarra, a- ¿qué instrumento fue el primero que te acercaste como niño para descubrir la música?"
1: So, actually you got inspired and you were like, "Wow, I kind of want to do this music thing." What well, how did a couple of questions. So, so what was the first instrument that you wanted to play? Did you want to play an instrument? Did you, were you gravitated towards singing? How did that pan out? Like, what was the,
2: okay, this is what I think I want to do. I wanted to play drums first, uh, but my parents wouldn't let me have a drum set in our house. Uh, <laughs> Nunca I still remind them. <laughs> too loud, them to the, too loud. Yeah. Yeah. I still remind them to this day uh, <laughs> and they laugh. Um, but um, that's what I wanted to play. But I played guitar. That was my first instrument. And I always loved to sing, but I never thought of myself as a singer. I just liked singing because um, I sang along to all the records I listened to. And uh, so that was, but I gravitated towards guitar and I, I, I loved it. Okay, okay. Excelente. Nice. Que bueno.
0: Eh, um, vamos a ver. Eh, cuéntanos un poquito de la historia wolves en University
1: So uh if you can tell us a little bit about how wolves formed and how you guys met up when you guys were all at Cedarville University in Ohio
2: um I'd been trying to start a band as soon as I like figured out I could make my own music I was trying to start a band but there was I could never get enough guys it was always like it would be like me and a drummer but then nobody else or it'd be like me and a guitar player and a singer. And it was just I could never get it together. I could never get enough people to start a band. And so I kind of just thought that was just never going to happen. And then in college, I finally met uh, a drummer. So I played soccer in college. Uh, That's my favorite sports. Love it. Um, And one of my one of the the new players came in and I was just getting to know him. And we we ended up liking a lot of the same music. And he told me he played drums. And he told me they used to play in bands. And I was like, "Okay." I was like, uh, what if I showed you some songs that I wrote? Would you write some drums to it? And he literally wrote all the drums in his head and showed up to my house and just played them all the way through like perfectly. And I was like, this is amazing. Uh, So (laughs) I just quickly reached out to a couple other buddies of mine. Ben, who's our bass player, you know, I said I was like, I was like, Ben, I found a drummer. I'm starting a band. Do you want to be in it? He's like, sure. Uh, and then same with guitar player. And then our, we played a show at my house. I lived in a house with a bunch of guys in college and we, we, we would have these like house shows where just, there would be like a hundred people stuffed into our living room. It was insane. Ah. Um, and uh, there was a, a guy who came to the show who was he? Was a screamer. He was a vocalist. His name was Colin Jones, and he watched our watched us play and heard our music. And he's like, "You guys need you need, you guys need a screamer." And I was like, "Yeah, we do actually." And he's like, "I'll join the band." And so that was uh, that was how that happened.
0: <laughs> awesome. A veces pasan así las cosas, verdad? A veces uno sin, sin querer da los pasos de los sueños y de un pronto otro aparecen.
1: And sometimes it's just like that where you're not even realizing that you're taking these steps towards a dream that's about to happen and then, oh my goodness, here's everything all at once.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. that's really how it happened. Yeah. Yeah, bueno, good. Very okay, cool. vamos
0: a hablar un poquito ahora de lo que el significado tan increíble que hay detrás del grupo Wolves at the Gate que sabemos que está inspirado en el pasaje bíblico 20-24-32 eh, del apóstol Paul que habla de los expulsados en Efesios, ¿verdad? Y también como, ¿qué sentías en ese momento cuando decidieron ponerle el nombre Wolves at the Gate? ¿Qué querían darle a entender a todas las personas?
1: So we are truly inspired by the entire Christian aspect of the musical, everything Wolves at the Gate, not just from the music, but even in the meaning of the name. And we saw that that you guys chose the, the band name, that you were inspired by a passage from Acts, uh, where the Apostle Paul is warning the members of the church in, in Ephesus about false prophets. And so how did that passage inspire you to say, okay, you know what? This is what we're going to call the band.
2: So uh, growing up in the American culture, uh, Christianity, Christianity in America it has been uh, corrupted uh, uh, terribly in, in a lot of ways. And um, I was I was personally victim to that. Uh, I I saw firsthand um, false teaching and um, things that people were doing in the name of God or in Christ uh, that um, didn't align with what the true gospel message was. And for me, kind of growing up as well, listening to to heavy music and you know, Christian was almost like a genre apart from like you were, you weren't just a heavy band. You were a Christian heavy band and it was helpful. But at the same time, I didn't also see a lot of distinction either between they were just bands that called them, they were Christians and they played music. Uh, and for us, you know, I felt a burden to, um, to share the message of the gospel that I felt was one, um, it was not being made clear in our culture. Like I said, I, I felt like the message of the gospel is corrupted and it was made to be something it was not by and large. Um, and so I kind of saw making music as an opportunity because music was so powerful to me in communicating messages or truths or thoughts or beliefs. And so I thought, you know, what a cool way to deliver this message that I felt really passionate about and I was really passionate about music and really just those two things kind of came together around the same time. You know, I really started to understand I'd been doing a ton of reading and research trying to understand what do I really believe? What does the Bible actually say about what the gospel is? who is Jesus? What did he really come to do? And, and I was writing music and growing as a musician. So that all kind of just came together at the same time. And it was just a really cool opportunity for me to, I wanted to play music and I wanted to have meaning and purpose beyond just wanting people to like me. And, you know, uh, I, there was something I felt, yeah, I, I felt burdened to um, express uh, about my faith and to do that in a creative way. Muy bien, muy That's bien.
0: Awesome. Qué, qué bonito mensaje, ¿verdad? Porque ahorita vamos muy seguidos a, a la siguiente pregunta que es estereotipos que hay en la música cristiana y lo complicado que tiene que haber sido también conseguir un record label siendo un grupo cristiano eh, todo lo que hay detrás que es un poco más difícil vender un grupo con un mensaje positivo que los grupos que traen mensajes negativos porque normalmente los grupos con con calaveras y cruces y todo es más fácil de vender que un grupo que te quiera dar un mensaje positivo, entonces cuéntanos un poquito lo difícil que ha sido estar en un estereotipo de un grupo cristiano y felicitarte porque considero que ese es el camino correcto, no hay nada más lindo que hacer lo que más te gusta, pero desde el desde lo, lo real del ser humano y dando siempre un mensaje positivo que es lo que necesitamos tanto en este mundo.
1: So first off, we both are in serious congratulations to you and giving you kudos in the essence of you representing who you are and choosing to do positive messages, right? Um, Which is not a norm. That's totally not cool in metal land, right? In metal land, it's about, well, let's go, you know, skulls and snakes and negative stuff. And it's like, whoa, hey, this is a positivity. Where is this coming from? Um, on that note from what we were talking about earlier, the uh, metal rock scene has always been notoriously hypocritical about being dismissive of a band if it's Christian rock. Just like you were saying, if it's Christian rock, oh, whatever, it's in this category that like they just put it up there and they don't even bother for the most part. So we want to you know we want to hear about the hardships that you've had in getting a record label deal, right? And all these things to just kind of uh um uh, get rid of these stereotypes. Neg- like like erroneous stereotypes that are affixed to the Christian label monarchy
2: yeah so I mean the hardships have been you know one one thing's for sure is you know we're not perfect and we've we've learned I've learned from my own mistakes and I've learned uh you know we've been doing this for 15 years and so I've I've learned a lot um even about myself and um and so that, that's been really helpful for me to kind of see things that I did in the past. And I'm like, OK, I don't I don't know if I want to present myself or the band in this way. Um, and so learning a little bit from that, the other challenge comes from the fact that we do get lumped into a category um, that is also full of. Uh, unfortunately, I think a lot of expressions of Christianity that is disingenuous, um, that is not um, maybe just Christian in moniker, because it, it is beneficial in some senses you know because you can get the christian market to buy into what you're doing and i know that a lot of other bands that aren't christian they know that and so they automatically assume that's why you're doing what you're doing or you're using religion to sell music Mm -hmm. and um i i actually wrote a song about that called response uh, on our record eclipse and in the chorus it's just i'm just saying i'm not selling you lies i'm just I'm just a beggar who has found favor. You know, I'm somebody who has come to understand the grace that God's given me. And it's kind of like, if you've seen something beautiful, you want to tell other people to co- to come look mm-hmm. at it. And that's, that's the it. position that I, that I have, um, I, I want to take and adopt one personally. And then two, a, as a band is, um, I, I don't want, if you think that, if you think that me being Christian and making music is I want to use Jesus. So you buy records one we don't make a lot of money selling records these days. We make yeah. way more money selling t-shirts, you know, yeah. and we don't ever put Jesus on our t-shirts. So don't worry about it. But yeah, but, um, you know, it's more so if we're, if we're selling anything, it's the hope of the gospel. And if somebody uh, wants to accuse me of doing that, I'll, I'll be guilty of that any day of the week. Um, so, yeah. So we deal, the, the challenge we deal with is the, is the hypocrisy of the Christian music um, business and it's ugly. We've seen the really ugly mm-hmm. side of it. The other part of it too, is just people who are very close-minded and I understand they've been hurt by uh, churches or other religious people or other religious structures. And so we get stiff-armed by the um, music industry in some senses. We've been told we 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 won't get certain tours because of who we are we won't get certain opportunities um but while that's frustrating you know uh that's just kind of the way it is and so it's like how how are we going to accomplish our goal if we um change what we're trying to do just so Mm -hmm. we can get the opportunity it's like you become disingenuous to be genuine it doesn't work like that and so we would rather just be honest and and clear about what we want to be about and and just really just trust that God will provide the opportunities. And we've been doing this way longer than we ever thought we would, you know. Uh, so I can't believe we're we've made as many records as we have. And really, we have a record label. When they were gonna when they approached us to sign us, the first thing I said is, you know, what you see right now. My hope is that we never change. And so, if you're expecting us to change or to be anything different, you know, as we, who we are as people, then I don't think this is, is going to be a good fit. And that was one of the reasons why they they liked us. We I mean, we still have the same A and R at the record label, and you know his name is Adam Scatula, and he said that was one of the things I loved about you guys, and I'm so glad to hear that. So you don't need to worry, you know. Yeah, um. Damn. And no one's ever. There's been people who who've worked with us who've told us to maybe consider doing things slightly different, but the record label has never ever told us to not be who we are. So I'm thankful for that. Qué bueno, That's qué awesome. bueno. Ah, es increíble. In sí, yeah. sí. Mm-hmm. Qué, qué bueno
0: cuando cuando todas las partes se conjuntan y van por el mismo camino, porque es donde te permite hacer las cosas de la mejor forma. Y bueno, hablando de discos que acaba de que decirnos, Steve, de los discos de él, acabamos de ver que ese último eh, sexto álbum es un álbum de covers. Ok, tenemos eh, canciones de Incubus, 30 Seconds to Marks, Linkin Park Muse, Billy English Foo Fighters Deftones y un montón más y es difícil encontrar un grupo que ahora diga quiero hacer un disco de solo covers, tal vez tiran uno pero solo de covers es difícil ¿qué los impulsó a hacer estos covers que están tan bien hechos y tan increíbles?
1: So you just released your sixth album, a covers album called Lost in Translation, with cover songs from a ton of different artists, including Incubus, 30 Seconds to Mars, Lincoln Park, Muse, Billie Eilish, Foo Fighters, Deftones, and a ton more. So we have a few questions about this. First off, what inspired you guys to record an entire cover album? Usually it's like, hey, we're going to throw one cover out there or a covers EP. You guys did a whole album.
2: Yeah, it kind of happened by accident, to be honest, um, going into what I thought was going to be our sixth <laughs> album is a, the, it's a, the album I'm actually still working on now. Um, every time I start a new album, I try to do something creatively to help my brain reset a little bit. So I think a little bit differently or use different tools to, to, to with the hope that I can find a, a different creative spark. And yeah. Um, I'd always made like a playlist of songs that I always thought would be so cool to cover. And uh, the first one that I really thought of was uh, was Heathens by Twenty One Pilots. And I just always thought, I'm like, why do I like this song so much? Why is it there's such a cool, dark, you know, catchy vibe to it? And so uh, I just told myself, just sit down and learn how to play this song and figure out like what you like about it and maybe find a way to like make it. How would you how would you make it your own? And I started working on it. I literally just did half the song. I did the intro, uh, the verse, and the chorus. And I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. Let me send it to the guys and see what they think, just as like a gag. And I sent it to them. And they were like, this is awesome. You need to finish this. And I was like, oh, OK. So I finished it. And I sent it to the rec- uh, to Adam at the record label. And he's like, he's like dude, this is awesome. And he's like, are there more? And I'm like, oh, what do you mean, are there more? <laughs> I was like, there, there could be. We need more. Yeah, and so what really was just supposed to be like a writing exercise turned into, um, yeah, a whole album. And so at our A&R was like, see if you can get an EP out of this. And literally like that, like I did Sweetness, uh, Breaking the Habit, Pardon Me. And at that point, I already had four songs and the guys were like, we should do this one, we should do this one. And I was getting more ideas. And at that point, I was just kind of like, I asked the labels like what if we had an albums worth and they were like even better. So it happened really fast. Um, and it was really fun. Uh, and so I was, once we kind of settled on the idea of doing it, it, it honestly happened really quickly. And, um, yeah, happy to say, you know, we really love how they all turned out. And it was kind of just, it was a fun thing for us to do too, as like friends. Um, we love all these songs we've been playing music for a long time and it was just nice to maybe do something that didn't feel as like stressful as like an album you know we're going on our sixth now i guess it's our seventh album but our sixth (laughs) album that we we wrote um so yeah it was it ended up being a really fun project that we did not expect um Excelente. Awesome.
0: ahora cuando uno siempre hace o un concierto de covers o un disco de covers como el caso ahorita de whoops at the gate siempre hay una canción que uno dice hay que dejarla fuera, aunque me guste tanto hay alguna canción de o sea, que desde el punto de vista que tú digas ah, me hizo falta esta pero bueno ya tenemos todas las que son
1: so any time that any band is going to start to do some covers or a covers EP, or in this case, an album, there's always inevitably one track that's like, oh, I I really want to get this one in there, but it didn't make it. Was there one or a couple of tracks like that that you were like, oh.
2: Man, I got to think. there. I mean, there definitely are songs that were on the list that uh, we could have done that we didn't do. I'll have to think. If I remember, I'll let you know. Uh, But okay, yeah, I I mean, we felt we all I wanted us all to feel strongly about the songs that we picked. The thing that was cool, though, is like there were a few songs that some of the guys weren't even that familiar with. Like I, we covered the song Stupid Deep by John Bellion and Ben, our bass player. When I sent the song out, he just thought he goes he's like i just thought you were an awesome song i was like no this is a cover song he'd never heard it before he's like <laughs> he's like i was stoked he's like i thought that was just you wrote like an amazing song i'm like well sadly not but um so it was cool to to even within the group for guys to kind of like have the Discover. experience yeah. yeah have the experience that some of our our fans had so um yeah it was hard it was it was hard but we we basically kind of picked staples yeah, like bands that were staples to all of us, you know, bands okay. that we all felt were like um, pretty inspiring. Uh, so, okay, very okay. cool. Esto es muy similar a lo que acabamos de hablar, porque
0: uno, como músico, eh, obviamente escucha muchísimos grupos y uno siempre dice, ah, esta canción yo la tuve que haber escrito, porque esa letra era es como si yo lo hubiera hecho. Hay alguna canción de un grupo que tú dijiste, Esa canción, me hubiera encantado verla yo escrito.
1: So there's always a scenario where songwriters are like, oh, man, they hear something. There's a song that they hear that they think of. They're like, oh, I wish I would have written that. That is so me. Regardless of genre, when you think of all the music that you've ever heard, is there one song in particular that you say, oh, man, I wish I would have wrote that one.
2: Oh, there's, there's a lot. <laughs> um there's a lot i mean i could probably go through like all of my favorite bands you know um yeah that's really tough i mean like just like i'm gonna just go through a few bands and mm-hmm. just say names of songs you know I'm obviously i'm a big deftones fan their song swerve city uh Oof. i it's just so good, uh, it's so good. and I'm I'm gonna try and pick songs that weren't on the cover up because obviously all those songs I wish I wrote, you know.
0: Oh sure, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, like that's an amazing song. Uh, Image of the Invisible by Thrice is another one of those songs I just think like, man, what a, a brilliant song. Um, there's a song called What It Is to Burn by a band called Finch um, that I still think to this day is just like it's just. It's it's like the heaviest ballad I've ever heard in my life but you don't ever think of it as a ballad but it is. Um that's another another song. Um there's a song called All of Us by Blindside that I just think is amazing or Sleepwalking by Blindside. We we covered that song back in the day. Um man, yeah, there's there's so many I literally sí, hay muchas. Yeah, I could Son I could just for hours for hours.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, eh, bueno, hace poquito estábamos hablando de de Twenty One Pilots y vimos que acabamos de instalar el video de, de Heaters. Eh, ¿Cómo? Bueno, que por cierto ya lo tenemos en nuestro en nuestra página, Luisito, ¿verdad? en la dosisradio.com, Ya está el video arriba. Listo, ahí está. Eh, ¿Cómo fue el, el 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 trabajo de la canción y el video que está increíble? Por cierto.
1: So, uh, you just released the video for the cover of Heathens by Twenty One Pilots. It's available on our website, dosisradio.com. Can you tell us about the making of the song and the making of the
2: video? Yeah. Um, really doing the cover of that song, I was, you know, with all the songs, I was really trying to figure out, because the thing that I love about, you know, the music that we make is, um, it's just, I like songs that are aggressive and, but songs that are melodic. And so it was really just trying to find, there's the melody was already there. How can we bring some more energy in life to, the song, because I also love the um, the lyrical content of the song as well. And um, and so once we kind of captured that energy with the music, um, the idea of making the music video was how do we kind of capture the similar sort of um, messaging and making music videos is so hard because, you know, as hard as it is in three minutes to communicate something you're trying to say, I think it's even harder in a music video because it it can be so easy for the video to be cheesy or to just kind of do pretty standard things. And so we thought it would be really, we wanted to recreate the vibe of the AA meeting in fight club. That was like the vision that I had. If you've ever seen that movie, we wanted it to feel like that, you know, um, kind of somber, you know, sad, uh, meeting of people who really don't necessarily want to be there um, because that's really kind of how people um, feel, you know, um, either about themselves or about other people. But the song, I love the meaning of the song is because it's a call to look at other people and to not, uh, to, to have empathy and compassion towards others. It's so easy to judge people based on you know what we think of ourselves or what we think of other people. And to recognize, you know, I guess the uniformity of our brokenness and the uniformity of, you know, we all bleed the same blood and we all like we all face very similar challenges in life. And um, I, I think th- when we're lacking in empathy, it's because we think too highly of ourselves and we think we're better than other people. And to me, one of the major tenets of understanding the gospel is understanding that we all uh are equal as people Mm -hmm. we're all equal in the fact that we are all equally broken and we do not have um we don't we we all have like the same deficiencies you know we're all sinners that's really what it comes down to Mm -hmm. and to recognize your brokenness and your need is like the first step to understanding the beauty of the gospel and so I don't know how much the, the writer of that song really thought of it to that effect, but I, I saw a lot of those meanings. And that's kind of where the, the idea of Lost in Translation is, is. There's things that I thought a lot of these, these artists were saying that were actually really true. And I don't know what their intention is because I never met them and you know I, I just can't know. But I do see a lot of interesting and cool truths as I started to you know, understand the songs more and found a way to, I guess, communicate it. Through my own lens. So, okay,
0: very okay. cool. interesting. Very cool. interesting. Very interesting. Okay, eh, come to ver que están pronto a ir a UK, hacer unas fechas con the red jumpsuit apparatus. ¿Cómo se dio eso? ¿Y es la primera vez que van a UK o oh, ya han ido algunas veces?
1: So, you're about to do uh, some shows in the UK with the red jumpsuit apparatus. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. How did that come about? Is this going to be your first time where wolves are uh, performing in Europe?
2: Uh, We've been to Europe a lot, but we've never been to the UK in particular. Um, So, yeah, so we're really excited to do that. Um, Yeah, I I especially, like I said, I'm a, a... huge soccer fan. And so I love the premier league in England. Well, I, I love all of the leagues all over Le- the world. Honestly. Que uh, los
0: partidos de Zapriza, dígale, Luisito.
2: Yes. We're going to have
1: to tell you about uh, Nelson and my favorite team, Saprisa, which is the Costa Rican juggernaut that we follow here in Costa Rica. So, oh yes, yeah. When, when you come down for a show, we're going to have to take you to a match. Oh
2: please. <laughs> I would love that. That would be amazing. Um, Yeah. So yeah. So we're looking forward to that really, we're both playing uh, the same festival in Germany and Red Jumpsuit. We, we've been, always been trying to string shows together whenever we're out there, but it's, it's just it's hard. Um, you know, we just never got the right opportunity. But this time, Red Jumpsuit, we've toured with them, you know, a bunch in the States. And uh, Ronnie just reached out to me. and was just like, hey, we're going to play some shows. Would you guys want to come support? And I was like, yeah. So absolutely. That's awesome. I mean, yeah, they made it very easy for us. So we're thankful for that. Amazing.
0: amazing. amazing. Eh, bueno, es un grupo que ha tenido tantísimos conciertos que ha ido a tantos lugares. Hay algún concierto que cuando tú cierras los ojos tú dices, este concierto es inolvidable. Este es el concierto que yo he trabajado toda mi vida para llegar a este sueño. ¿Cuál es ese concierto?
1: So when you think about all the shows have done, right? All the shows and all the tours, is there one show in particular that when you close your eyes and think about it, you're like, oh, man, touring. Wow, that one show was amazing. But there's one show that comes to
2: mind of all the shows you've ever played? It's hard. <laughs> yeah, it is hard. I think the one show that I think about that had the most... Um, well, there's two shows that had the most impact on me and for two very different reasons. The first one I think of is when when our first album came out and. Uh, You know, we had we had just been a band for a while, just working hard, trying to, like, get out there. And uh, we played a CD release show and we had done a show a year or two before in a much smaller room. And we sold it out. You know, it was like 300 something people. And that to us was like, I didn't really understand. Yeah, I didn't really understand how big that was at that time, to be honest. Um, It was just fun. And I wasn't quite processing it all when we did a CD release show at this, you know, awesome venue called the Newport in Columbus. um, I just remember walking out there and there was, you know, like, I think there was like almost 900 people at that show, but I couldn't really like process the show went by so fast, but like in retrospect, I realized I'm like, wow, that was, I can't believe that many people wanted to come watch us play, you know, like they came for us. We'd always, always like supported bands we very rarely ever did any headline shows and so that was really that was pretty impactful and just seeing people know the words and singing the songs and just like not really still thinking like i was just making songs in my bedroom that's all i that's all i saw i guess of our band and myself the other show that was really impactful to me is you know at our at our shows i i I try to take time to talk to people about what the gospel is and um there was one show in particular that stands out because I just remember, um, you know, um, I I had actually planned to say something very different and I ended up talking about um, a story in the Bible just about um, really this this woman who was unfaithful to her husband and the way that he uh, continued to love her even though she continued to just cheat on him. And that story was just, is really a picture of our relationship with God and that we're unfaithful to him and yet he still has this unconditional love. And I just remember it really just broke me just sharing that message. And I remember Mm -hmm. remember that distinctly just because I just remember being so grateful. I'd never been so grateful myself to think about the gospel and I'm like trying to tell other people with the hopes that they would be impacted by it. But I think I was impacted far more by it than uh, anybody else. And so um, that's like the other show that really stands out to me and i'm you know i'm always grateful and i want people to understand that i'm not up there um, as a pastor or um anybody of authority that i'm trying to have authority over people i i just i'm trying i want to laterally you know on the same plane connect with people so that i I just want them to see what i see not because i'm smart and not because i'm better than them but just god's opened my eyes to it and Mm -hmm. i was blind i was blind to it myself at one and so. I just, I, I feel, um, yeah, burden to to share that with other people. So that was uh, memorable as well, so. Okay, excelente. Cool. Que bonita historia,
0: ¿verdad, May? Right. Yeah, oh, bonita historia, yeah. sí. Muy bonita historia. Eh, um, pensando en, en otros artistas, ¿has hecho alguna colaboración con algún artista? ¿O hay algún artista que tú dices, yo siempre he soñado con grabar una canción con X artista?
1: So, have you done any collaborations with any other artists that you have recorded? And what is the artist that you would say, "Oh man, it would be amazing to do a collab with that artist"?
2: Um, we've we've had uh, singers from other bands feature on songs before. Uh, not uh, like so, we did like a like a stripped down acoustic EP a few years ago, and we had. Uh, Ryan Latrue from for today sing on a song. we had um, Toby from Emery sing on a song, Michael from Being as an Ocean sing on a song. Um, uh, my friend Aaron Troyer who was in a band called Come Wind and my friend Zach Boland, who's in a band called Citizens. Uh, I would l- I always I, honestly I've tr- uh, I've tried to get guest vocalists and other songs in the past and it just unfortunately a lot of times it just doesn't work out um, just timing wise and schedules so we would I honestly would love to do that more it's just doesn't happen it's I always I'm like man this is way this is way more difficult than I remember it being you know but just people's schedules and anyway uh yeah if I had if I could collaborate with any artist I mean man that's another thing I I could literally just list off just dozens of people you know but there are, are a few that stand out to me one of them is, um, his name is Cody Bonet. He's the he was the singer and guitar player for a band called A City's Burn, and they're just he's like one of the best lyricists and songwriters. Uh, and he made one of my favorite albums called Sun. I Loved You at Your Darkest." Um, <inaudible> yeah, yeah. Um, so he's definitely up there. Um, I'm a huge fan of the band called Thrice. Um. Yeah, it'd be awesome to work with Dustin or or Tepe or Eddie Riley, all of, any or all of the guys from the band because they're all so creative. Um, man, yeah, it's like I said. Okay, depends. Depends on how long you want to listen. See, I could, I could, I could talk about tons of bands. Those. Nelson's the same. If we ask Nelson that
1: question, <sighs> thirty minutes.
0: <sighs>
2: easily, no
0: yeah. Yeah. Pero otra de cosas. Lindísimas que le pasó a Wolf of the Gate, que también todos los grupos nos encantaría tener la, la, la opción, es qué tanto Anis es tener Peace That Starts the war added in a rock band video game. ¿Cómo sucedió eso realmente? Porque mm. son de las cosas que uno siempre quiere. O sea, todos queremos jugar un videojuego y escuchar la música de nuestro grupo, ¿verdad? ¿Cómo sucedió esto?
1: So, like, every rock band wants to be able to play a video game and be able to listen to their <laughs> own music in the soundtrack. How cool was it when Peace to, uh, that starts to work on added to rock band, the video game, and how'd that come about?
2: We, yeah, we, uh, we got an email, and like a lot of the emails we've gotten in our history, like, when we first got an email from Solid State, I thought it was a spam email, or I thought they were, like, soliciting us to buy albums or something, <laughs> but they were actually reaching out to us because they wanted to give us a record deal. Um, the same thing with rock band. I was like, I thought somebody was just advertising and our somehow our email got thrown into that spam. But yeah, they just reached out to us and they said they wanted to use the track and they asked if we if they could have our permission. I was like, sure, you know. I was like, as long as the label's cool with it, I'm sure they will be cool with it too. So yeah, we were we were excited. It was kind of it was a little surreal, you know, because just remember that growing up. I remember the house I lived in in college, everybody played rock band and Uf, and you know right and now. Guitar Hero, you know. Visito is a master. Guitar Hero. <laughs> I used to a <laughs> master tremendo. I used to play a lot of Guitar Hero back in the day. Yes, yes, yes. I'm that's I'm awesome. way better at real guitar than I am at Guitar <laughs> Hero it's or rock. A better
1: guitar. feature to have, yeah. yeah that's legitimate skill. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah.
0: Better, better. Bueno, vamos ya casi a la parte final. Vamos a ir por un poquito de preguntas más personales cuando piensas a tantos lugares lindos que has ido y que has viajado gracias a la música y a todo ese mensaje tan lindo que le brindas al planeta cuál es ese lugar que usted dice, ah este lugar es increíble
1: so when you think about all the places that you visited and your touring and just in general just in life was there a place that you didn't expect to be as amazing as when you discovered it or you were just blown away by a tour date that you didn't even like you know didn't expect much from and you're like wow this
2: city is awesome. Oh. Do you mean about like the actual city or the show? Oh uh, the city itself. The like city, the city.
1: the city the people or the country the, you
2: know or yeah. the country perhaps yeah. Yeah, so one of the places was um Seattle I didn't think that I would love Seattle. Like I just didn't have any expectation, but I ended up loving that city. It's one of my favorites to go back to and explore. Um, so I love, I yeah, I love Seattle. I, I'd been to, thankfully, I'd been. I would, I was able to travel a lot before we ever started touring. So I'd been to California I love California. I love Texas, and I'd already been to all those places. Uh, kind of growing up, but it was, so those were places that I really enjoyed. I'm trying to think. Where else did I go that I was, like, really surprised? I mean, I didn't know much about Germany. You know, I, I had no conception of what to expect. But, like, we love going there. Uh, and it's all the unexpected things, you know, like getting kebab, you know, at some random street corner. You know, the the common food for people in Germany, you don't think, like, that's what I'm going to look for but that's what we always look forward to when we're there you know uh Brussels was another place that I didn't really expect to like I just had I just you just don't know and Mm so I just a lot of it revolves around food for me because I just I love to eat and I love tasting different cuisines from different cultures that's how I grew up you know all of my friends were from way different cultures and so I was always eating different food whether it was like it was Indian or if it was Portuguese food or, you know, uh, friends of mine that were uh, Filipino. And so, like, I I, I love that. I was just like, you know, give me your best stuff, you know. Uh, so, um, yeah, that's m- most of my most. I don't know
0: Seattle. You know Seattle, Luisito?
2: No, you don't know
0: Seattle.
1: I've never been to Seattle. I know no. we've never been to Seattle. That's like on our bucket list. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's a cool eh, city. Sí. okay, and this leads ahora. Let's move into the sí, next question. Yeah, go ahead.
1: Say,
0: sí. igual como has por tantos lugares y pruebas tantas comidas y tantas cosas, ¿hay alguna comida que tú dices, esto estuvo increíble o también con es esa comida que tú dices, prefiero comer siempre esto para que no me caiga mal, digamos, porque es lo que normalmente a ti te gusta comer?
1: So, with that with the food, uh, what's your favorite food that you found while you've been on on tour and is there like what's the destination now? that if you find out you're going to go play again, you're like, I get to go have
2: wine Yeah, so I didn't know, I didn't even know that this was like a thing. Obviously, I'd had plenty of burritos in my life, but there was something very special and very particular about California burritos. And I'm not talking about any sort of, no chain restaurants. I'm not looking for any chain restaurants. I want the hole in the wall, California burrito. I mm-hmm. want, I want They need to they need to not be from America. I need somebody who's from Central America somewhere, preferably Mexico. And oh, my goodness. Yeah. California burritos. burritos, Yeah. Or street tacos. Like when when I'm in California or in the southwest, I'm like, that's all I'm eating. That's all I'm eating. And so we love going to the West Coast and like nobody gets tired of it. Yeah. There's no question what we're eating when we're out there. There's no like, hey, where do you guys want to go? It's like, no, find out. Yeah, Vamos exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Qué bueno, qué bueno, qué bueno.
0: Yeah. Eh, um, otra pregunta interesante. ¿Qué has escuchado hoy de música? O sea, sin importar el género, ¿qué has escuchado hoy de música? ¿Cuál ha sido ese artista que, que escuchaste hoy en la mañana que te levantaste, digamos?
1: So, today when you woke up, doesn't matter. Like, this is just your. Playlist
2: personal what was the last music you remember hearing whoever
1: it was that you listened to the last music that's that's
2: not wolves at the gate yeah 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 yeah. well the last music I remember hearing was uh, demos I'm working on Uh, but um, yeah the last so I I was I was actually just at the gym before the interview and I'm trying to think like who's on my gym playlist so like uh, like architects is on my gym playlist. Uh, I'm trying to think who else is on there. August Burns Red is on my gym playlist. Uh, who else did I hear today? Norma Jean. Gotta, for me, I got to have Norma Jean in my gym playlist. Love those guys. Um, who else was on there? The new record from Devilverse Prada. I think some of those songs are on, on that playlist. Um, who else? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay, those, yeah, yeah. Me yeah. encanta. Animals, qué
0: bueno. Eh, no. Sí. Eh, nosotros siempre, como tenemos este programa de radio, siempre andamos buscando grupos nuevos, pero grupos nuevos. ¿Hay algún grupo que tú digas, ¿Esto, este grupo nuevo, o puede ser el grupo de algún amigo tuyo, que nos quiera recomendar para nosotros darle una, una escuchada?
1: So we're always looking for new music. Always, always, always. Any band or bands that you would say, okay, you guys have to listen to these guys like now? But new
2: new ones? Oh n- new bands. Yeah, that's tough. I'm actually struggling in that department myself. <laughs> uh I'm always looking for new bands, always looking for new bands. Um I mean, yeah, I'm trying to think of... Or one bands. that's
1: maybe under the radar that hasn't gotten there yet, but you're like, oh, wow, these guys...
2: It's, well, it's, it's hard for me to say because like some of the bands that I would would say right off the bat, uh, people probably would already know. Um, but I, I do like there's a, there's a band from Australia called Polaris that I think is uh, incredibly talented. And okay. um, it's really hard to they, they're like they're in the metalcore genre, um, but it's hard to find music that I think is like they just have their own stamp on it that I think is really cool. Um, so they're a band that they're on their third record, so they're not new, but you know, they're definitely like on the rise. And I, I think they're I think they're really talented. Um okay. man, let me uh let me look at my oh, phone real quick. That's <laughs> Check that Spotify. Yeah, I, know. Yeah, I always forget and I always feel bad because you know, I love to support other bands and you know, new bands that are coming out, but I, I've just kind of struggled to find new music. Maybe you, why don't you guys tell me some new bands, and I'll have something to listen to. That would yo, be uh, awesome.
0: Bueno, what tienes que escuchar a Agresor, que es mi grupo. Okay. so
2: Nelson's
1: doing the, the uh, self-esteem promotion for, for his own band, Aggressor. Uh, no, he's pero hay a un. New album coming no, yeah. out in a couple of months.
0: Sí. Hay un grupo que yo acabo de descubrir. No sé si es viejo o no. Pero eh, se llama Lost Society.
2: Lost Society? Acaba that... de sacar un
0: sencillo que se llama Wake.
1: Uf, a new está. single called Wake from Lost Society. Man, um, está brutal. Two, two bands right now that are like climbing, right? They've been around for a few years, not, not too, too long. Uh, Conquer Divide. Conquer Divide. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. And Ooh. Versus Me is a, versus another me. really, okay. yeah. Two like awesome they're still playing like club dates and doing opening for smaller tours but really solid yeah, um, ch- yeah we we try out. to throw new music in every single week something sí. that like you know
0: Pero it, Conquer Divide conquer divide es uno de los mejores discos que yo he escuchado en este año muy yeah, bueno the ellos the conquer
1: divide records like Ooh. next level it's really really Bueno that ya see, vamos con
0: la vamos con la última pregunta porque ya se nos acabó el tiempito más bien mil gracias por ser tan especial y y qué bonito cuando uno habla con alguien y se siente tan ameno como Steve, have you ever Costa Rica vacaciones?
1: Steve, so the last question, we want to say thank you so much because spending the time with you has felt natural, normal, and awesome, like you're our new friend Thank of you very much, show. so <laughs> thank, thank, you. thank you Have, have you ever traveled to Costa Rica before? It, no,
2: I, no, I would love to, I would love to that would be We're, we're going to do, uh, we're
1: going to try to work some magic to see if we can bring Wolves down here in uh, go. 2024 that would be
2: awesome <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah, I, I would absolutely love that. And you guys have to take me to a soccer match for sure. Sí, 100%. por supuesto.
0: Bueno, hasta aquí llegó la entrevista, o esto fue una entrevista lindísima. Y como todo lo que nos gusta, queremos agradecer de nuevo a, more is there, and a human so like Steve por ser una persona tan transparente. No hay nada más lindo cuando uno se toma el tiempo de conocer un poquito más a ese artista maravilloso que está ahí y se encuentra un ser humano tan lindo como Steve. Así es que. Nada más queremos desearte millones de cosas lindas que el mundo siempre siga sorriendo y que tengamos muchísimos años de Wolf
1: of the Gate. we wish that you and hope and know that you're going to continue to crush it with wolves. Um, it was an honor having you today. It was especially wonderful to meet you and see how transparent and down to earth and real you are, and those qualities that are extremely underrated right now in in all of society. So thank you for being you, and we hope that Wolves becomes the juggernaut that it deserves to be
2: on a global level thank you so thank much. you guys thank you guys thank you for <laughs> yeah supporting our band playing our music you know trying to help your people of your country know who we are that's exactly so cool so it takes guys like you guys who are willing to help out other bands uh yeah it's that's that's big so it means a lot thank you guys thank you thank you thank you thank you
0: Bueno, estamos listos. Esto fue otro podcast aquí en La Dosis con mi primo Lou. Recuerden siempre visitar nuestra página, ladosisradio.com. Stay Thank metal. Thank you again,
1: Steve. Thank you, Stay Metal, guys. Thank you so much for the podcast today again, Steve. And uh, we hope to bring you down to, to have a hand in bringing wolves down to Costa Rica soon.
2: Awesome. Thank you, guys.